Hi, it's Mark Aflalo on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield and myself. Thank you so much for taking a listen to this podcast. Do us a little favor if you would. If you love the show, give us a five-star review and don't forget to follow us at Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. We appreciate it and we love doing the show for you guys. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles, Marco Flalo in Montreal. Thank you guys for being here. Please follow along. It is at your tech report on all our social media. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast version of this on all the podcast platforms that you can think of. Just search for your tech report. So we're going to be talking more about sustainable energy this week. And there's a company that I think you're familiar with. They are the Ford Motor Company. And our next guest is the Director of Sustainability. And we're going to talk all about how this company, is taking their waste and turning it into incredible uses. Debbie Molesky, thank you for joining us here in your tech report. Your job sounds not only really cool, but it sounds like you really like what you do. I love the planet and trying to do more at Ford without using critical resources. So so tell me, you know, obviously you just kind of described what you do, but what does that mean on a, you know, from a layman's standpoint on a day-to-day basis what is your job when you you know wake up in the morning and i would say go into the office but no one's doing that these days oh oh my gosh i have the coolest job ever if it wasn't for the pandemic i go into a laboratory and um, i was one of the first people to work on soy-based foam that is on every single one of ford's vehicles we have wheat straw bins we have cellulose tree-based consoles on our vehicles um, we're looking at algae as a resource for future materials. And the coolest one is carbon dioxide itself can be made into polymers, plastics. And I hope one day that our manufacturing plants will use CO2 to make materials. So you guys, I mean, when it comes to sustainability, you guys are really pushing this to whole new limits. You're reusing your own waste, so to speak, and recreating parts for your vehicles. Yeah, so I go go around poking my nose around the company looking for waste. And, um, you know, everybody loves 3D printing. I love it. You can make exactly the geometry. You can reinforce parts wherever you want. You can put holes in the middle to lightweight them. And so I see that as, a you know, a, a big technology of our future. And I went to visit one of our centers and I saw this barrel of powder waste. So they make the parts about, you know, a good fraction of the material is left as waste powder, and that was heading to landfill. And I couldn't believe it because it's it's pure, brand new plastic materials. And so our team started looking at where can we use this stuff because we're creating it every day. And it turns out you can injection mold it after some modifications. Um, it's the material's cleaned, it, some additives are put in, and we are making fuel clips for the F-250, 350, and 450. That's absolutely amazing. You know, the, the thought that, A, it's waste that would have gone to a dump and obviously, you know, sat there and decomposed or whatever it did. Um, and it's not only being turned back into parts for the vehicle, but there's so many implications in terms of the financial element of things. This is using new materials that you don't have to go out and source because it's right there at home. How how yes. long how long ago has this department this the sustainability element of Ford been in existence? Oh, I laugh because Henry Ford really was the pioneer of this. Really? No, I came along twenty years ago and implemented soy based foam based on my own lifestyle and and being a green viewing myself as a green person trying to reduce my footprint. After we launched soy foam, people started calling me and saying, "Have you read about Henry Ford? This is the same as Henry Ford." And I was like. It is. 
And yeah, Henry Ford used soy oil in coatings, car paint. He used wheat straw in steering wheels. I mean, a lot of the things that we're pioneering, and I'm doing the air quotes yeah. here, pioneering today had already been done by Henry Ford. And I and Bill Ford is really active within the company, his great grandson. I have a feeling that's why it fits so well with the Ford Motor Company. We're just used to, you know, trying to reduce and uh, not, you know, make our footprint any bigger than it needs to be. So I've been doing this personally 21 years now. So when, when you think back to Henry Ford, I mean, do you think at that point in time he was doing it because of the sustainability and the environmental impact? Or was it just because, oh, well, this material's here, let's use it? So both. Apparently, he was very, very sort of stingy, and he made the most out of everything he possibly could. He also believed that agriculture and industry needed to partner together and use each other's materials. So he used soy, and he used corn, and he was hoping that those farmers would choose his product. So I really like that. I think it's a really brilliant idea to partner with agriculture. They're growing our food. I don't want to affect the food chain. But the wheat straw, after they've harvested the wheat, a portion, a small portion goes back into the ground to fertilize the ground. But the majority of it is burned, especially in northern climates where it's too cold to compost a lot of it. And so when I see it go up in smoke, I'm thinking, oh, (laughs) we're creating carbon dioxide and we didn't get any value from it. And so what we're doing is we're trying to get that value for, and and the farmers get revenue for wheat straw, which they lit a match to, right? It's it's like a win-win all the way around the table. That, you know, it, it, it's rare that I'm, I'm speechless, but I'm kind of speechless when it comes to this because, you, you know, unless, unless you're paying attention to those minute details, you didn't know this about Ford, you know? You didn't know this, uh, you know, when it comes to a company of this size. Talk to me about taking these materials because you talked about 3D printers and and yeah. utilizing this material in a 3D printer. Obviously, it's not all in a form that's ready to go ahead and shove into this case and just print. So there's a there's an element in, of this announcement, this recent announcement of the HP on a collaboration. Can you talk about that collaboration specifically? Yeah, so HP produced, um, we bought printers from HP and they already had the lowest uh, amount of waste in the industry. So they were super proud about that. And when I approached them and said, uh, I'd like to have zero, they're kind of like, well, we're the leaders. I'm like, let's do zero together. And um, they clean it. They add some additives because we're intending to injection mold these fuel clips out of it. They put those additives in. And then, you know, there's a little magic in there. Took us a little bit of time. And then we started running trials on parts, running these fuel clip parts. And once we optimized the injection mold, the parameters to mold parts, um, they were actually better than the ones we were replacing. So this material, customer's not compromising at all. He's getting better or she's getting better material. 7% weight reduction, increased chemical resistance, and lower moisture absorption. And so, you know, what they win too. Customer win. Now, what point in time do you think we're going to see this extend to every single Ford vehicle that comes off the assembly line? We are, well, so we don't want to intentionally create waste, right? And so as we scale up 3D printing, we wanted to learn where we could use this so-called waste um, materials. And that, I want that to be true for every 3D printer, every mechanism we have within Ford. Um, 
So I think this is the demonstration of the possibilities. But yes, as we get a new printer and we start printing more within the company, then we know that we can use this for other applications, other vehicle lines. Every vehicle line has a clip. Uh, we just started with something very high volume, F250, 350, 450. There's, we make a lot of those. <laughs> no, you definitely do. When it comes to the environmental benefits, other than the obvious ones, are there environmental impacts that the, you know I wouldn't be thinking of just off the top of my head today, things that I would be like, oh, I didn't realize that could impact that way? Like, for example, the use of carbon monoxide. How does that get reused and how, how does that help the environment? Oh, as far as using our own CO2? So CO2 is greenhouse gas. And that comes out of the stacks of our manufacturing facilities, right? So we burn, we we, uh, use electricity, we use power, and we create CO2. And so you can take that carbon from the CO2 and make a polymer by building it into a long chain molecule. Um, Nobody wanted to, I mean, people laugh at this and it can be done. And people laughed at soy foam, by the way, 20 years ago. I'm sure so they did, yeah. Laugh, I just keep going because a lot of things that people think are impossible, you just have to put more effort in than you maybe imagined. And so I think there's a world of possibilities to reduce carbon dioxide from our manufacturing facilities. Here we're reducing landfill by using that powder instead of putting it into um, landfill. But Think about the fact that we're, we don't have to buy a petroleum-based material that we would have used for the fuel clips, right? Yeah. So you're saving a little bit in the environment there because that's very heavy on um, the carbon footprint as well. Now, you, you've been at the company for 20-plus for years. What, if you were to look back, was there any aha moments where you brought something up, someone looked at you and said, you're nuts, this, isn't, this can't be done? And you went ahead and did it and proved them wrong and made you feel really good. Yes. Yeah, so there's so there's a long line of them. But the first was soy foam. I was pretty darn young. Um, and I was just taking on a leadership role on my, on my own. So I wanted to work on soy foam. Everyone laughed. Oil was $40 a barrel. Right. And so everyone's like, why do you want to replace oil? I'm like, it's it's a limited resource. And so everybody, I got thrown out of conference rooms at Ford, seriously thrown out of the room. And um, then when we had good formulations, six years later, took us a long time, six years later, we have good formulations, oil skyrockets to $160 a barrel. This was back in like late 2007, 2008. And this becomes a huge uh, cost save and an environmental benefit. And so it slides in and we're first to do it. And so, you know, yeah. Now I'm not deterred by laughter. As a matter of fact, I love. <laughs> it's a challenge. You want to overcome it, or you want to prove them wrong. You know, there's, there's, you know, we get a press release. I got a press release uh, yesterday, and this is why we're having this conversation today. And and there's, you know, other partners involved in this endeavor as well. And one that pops out, obviously, in my mind, is okay. I need to understand this more. And that's Smile Direct Club. Okay, this is yeah. a company that makes molded. Uh, I mean, teeth straightening devices, right? How on earth do they fit into this picture? So, so if you work at Ford and you suggest using a waste stream, internal waste stream for your most important products, your, your trucks, they say, what if we don't print for two months? What if we're down? What if, uh, and so smile direct club is the perfect partner because they have also have a lot of waste 
powder from 3D printing process, the same process that we're using. And so they can take up the balance and provide the security. We, we can never run short now, right? And it allows them to use their powder responsibly, their waste, and we can find more parts to expand this. So I don't want to even stick to just Ford's waste. We're happy to, you know, include a lot of people in this partnership. And that's, and that's amazing. It's amazing to see three companies that you wouldn't see or you wouldn't expect to come together for a common front come together like this. Like if you, you know, if you said HP and Ford, I'd think, oh, okay, design, computing, and then you throw Smile Direct Club in there and then you threw me for a full loop. Like I wouldn't have an answer in any way, shape or form. What other companies are out there that you think might look at this, you know, announcement and go, oh my God, there's so many, so much that we could be doing to either be part of this or, or take on the same auto or try to you know achieve the same goals? It's so hard to predict, but I'll tell you, 3D printing is exploding. Um, so it could be almost any industry that needs prototypes because we use it, you know, the majority of our use is for prototypes for parts, um, for fixtures for the assembly plant. So when somebody's mounting a Ford badge on the vehicle, they need a little fixture to hold it and make sure it's in the right alignment and, and straight on the car. Um, so anybody who uses 3D printing will generate waste and could use something like this to keep it on a landfill. That's my whole objective in life is just keep it out of landfill. That's amazing. I, you know, I applaud these efforts. It's absolutely amazing. I love when I have an interview and I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. And I learn something new and my eyes are open because my jaw is kind of on the floor right now, just understanding this. And now, of course, my brain is going ahead and going, okay, what other industries can take benefit of this? I cannot wait yes. to see where this goes. Where do you see this going Like in five, 10 years from now? Well, I'm, I'm all bought into this whole idea of a closed loop economy. If we look around us and we actually, so automotive industry always has these blinders on and we're worried about the competition, but we don't look around. I have been looking around for 20 years, working with other industries like the athletic shoe industry, um, the uh, soda industry, the shampoo industry, you know, cosmetics and personal we all use common plastic materials. And so when I visit them and they visit me, we always learn something about what the other one is doing. And wouldn't it be great for mankind if we could all take advantage of all these big brains working solely on their own toward their own corporate sustainability and we all held hands and just did it, did it the right way. I, I cannot wait to see that happen because it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. And I cannot imagine the amount of eyes that are going to open to just what you guys are doing. And I want to applaud you guys for those efforts because it's absolutely paying off. And I cannot wait to see where this ends up in five years from now. And you have to come back and keep us up to date as to your efforts because this is amazing, amazing initiative. And we love talking about this kind of stuff here. Well, thank you so much. I know I, I can hear your excitement and you can tell I just absolutely love what I do for a living. I can't believe I get paid for it. <laughs> Don't tell for it. Debbie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. What a cool initiative. That is really, really neat. Guys, thanks for being here on another edition of your tech report. We're done for the week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do follow along online. It is at your tech report on all our social media on behalf of 
all our guests and Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.